The reality of things is, is, is ultimately this. Nothing in the universe is one-dimensional and nothing in the universe is ever incomplete. So nothing's one-dimensional, nothing's ever incomplete. Now, the importance of understanding these two concepts and the role that they play in the life that we live and the life that we desire at some point to create uh, cannot be discounted in any way, shape or form. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello, hello, hello. We're getting on with the first masterclass. Now, I'm going to be doing my best to, um, to tune in and check for comments and questions and stuff um, that you guys will have following this so um yeah do leave them in the comments um I, I don't live on social media actually i'm out in the real world <laughs> doing real world stuff but i'm going to do my best uh, to to tune in and check in with this and make sure i'm checking to see what you guys actually had to say in terms of responses to what we're going to speak about today um now i did actually ask you to let me know what you wanted to hear about and i have taken that into consideration generally speaking so i'm going to be making my way through the topics that you guys took the time out to re, uh, to to respond back to my post and say hey what you'd like these about um what i am going to talk about today i feel is going to be very much a panacea for some of the bs that you're probably looking at in your life right now um it's something that came up today in a conversation i was having with one of my team um and also comes up to something i was um I was speaking about with a billionaire a couple of weeks ago. So I, I want to bring all of that in. We're going to speak in today about transmutation and alchemy, transmutation and alchemy. Now, first and foremost, I'm going to invite you to take the time to really breathe into what I'm going to be saying today, because I know for a fact that a few of you are going to be triggered and or um, just downright vexated. By what I'm going to say today. I accept that. That's be, going to be what it's going to be. Um, it doesn't change the reality of things. It doesn't change the reality of things. And the reality of things is, is, is ultimately this. Nothing in the universe is one-dimensional and nothing in the universe is ever incomplete. So nothing's one-dimensional and nothing's ever incomplete. Now, the importance of understanding these two concepts and the role that they play in the life that we live and the life that we desire at some point to create uh, cannot be discounted in any way, shape or form. Due to the time that we have today, and I, I, I'm doing it on my phone and not on my iPad, with my, on my computer with my iPad, uh, because I wouldn't have been able to get the microphone on. Unfortunately, something was going on with the Bluetooth thing um there are aspects of this it's probably going to lead to more questions of things that you're going to want me to cover later because i'm only going to be able to tackle things at a certain uh, a certain height a certain thirty thousand foot view or whatever i'm not going to be able to go into the micro on some of them without getting lost in weeds and not actually getting to the point of what i want to communicate with you today which is a practical model for dealing with the nonsensical bs that you will face as a human 
Notice I said will face as a human, not might face, not will maybe face, not will be facing when you're down your spiral or whatever. As a human, nothing's one dimensional, you're going to have a textured experience. And that textured experience is going to include stuff that you don't want to experience, stuff that you don't like experiencing, things you don't enjoy experiencing, things you didn't think that you were going to be experiencing. All of those will end up being will end up being a part of your experience as a human. The sooner that you accept that, the easier life will be. <laughs> because a lot of the challenge, a lot of the distress that we end up facing as humans is a rejection of the reality of what the human experience is, a rejection of the reality of the things that we will face as humans going on our journey. When we get past that, we go, as Yoda would say, beyond the point of suffering, which often comes from the expectations that we have of things uh, and then the, the, the emotional response that we get when those expectations are not met. And the thing is, is that the expectations that we are for the most part putting into our life and then getting this distorted output in terms of a disempowering emotional experience really come back to expecting that things are going to be one dimensional, expecting if you do enough ceremony, you do enough meditation, you do enough yoga, enough chanting, enough whatever, that you're going to get a one dimensional experience. And the reality is that you won't. Universal law sits behind this. Physics in terms of polarity and tension sits behind this. And the beauty that we get from that, once we know how to take advantage of it, is magic. And there's, al there's an alchemic power there that we can tap into. And that alchemic power that we can tap, tap into is what I want to touch on today and introduce you. So a lot of today is going to be basically breaking down or breaking down this belief and breaking beyond this idea that we can have a one-dimensional experience. And then the second thing that I really want you to take away from here is how can I start to take the multi-dimensional experience of my life and channel it into it being a multi-dimensional experience that I am in love with versus a multi-dimensional experience that I'm denying and, and I'm at war with. All right. So I'm sure some of you who have been here, uh, who are here in the group, I know there's members in the group who have been to an Alchemy of Abundance event with me. For those of you who, um, and we used to live stream it, we, we stopped live streaming it last year. But when we were live streaming it, I know that there were some of you that took the opportunity to join us via live stream too. This piece that I'm sharing with you today underpins a lot of what I was seeking to communicate with, um, with that event. Although with that event, we go through the different pieces and the different aspects and the different steps that we're moving through in order to actually take advantage of the power of alchemy. When we look at alchemy and look at the idea of what alchemy is, um, in esoteric corners, alchemy was the, the process of taking lead, an element, and turning it into gold, another element. Um, in the mystery schools, um, there are different perspectives on what that really means. But ultimately, if we go across the board and look at what these different schools of thought are actually saying, they're saying it's about taking one base element or one, one thing in its purest form, its rawest form, and turning it into something else in another raw form. And that process requires us to move beyond what we can see. What do I mean by that? Well, an element is a connection, a collection of molecules that form a compound which can't be broken down into a simpler thing. So hydrogen cannot be broken down into another combination of molecules. Um, gold cannot be broken down into another combination of molecules. Magnesium, anything on the element on the elemental table, 
Each one of them is in its rawest form. It can't be broken down into a smaller substance. That's what being an element is, something being elemental. Now, when we look at the reality and truth of that, it can be broken down into something else, but it ceases to be a thing that we recognize in as humans. Because if we open it up, um, hydrogen, and which I think is the, the first number of the first thing on the elemental table, it's got one molecule, it's got one thing of um, uh, one atom of electrons, protons and neutrons. It's got one little block of them. If we go to something that's 23 on the periodic table, it's going to have 23 of those bad boys put together that gives it its thing. But if we open up one of these atoms, it's got components to it, too. It's got the electron in the middle. It's got protons, and neutrons, it's got quarks and zeals. It's got these smaller things. But those smaller things aren't something that we can observe with our human senses, with our in the human experience. You can use different instruments to start to look at them. But in terms of us experiencing them as a stable thing that exists in our three dimensional physical reality, it can't be done. But it is possible to go down to the purest form of something and to create uh, shifts at that purest form so it can be something else. That ultimately is what alchemy is. It's looking beyond the three-dimensional rules about what something is and then processing that into being something else. When we have a goal or intention in our life, that goal or intention initially is going to be based on our perspective of what we can see. Even in terms of what we're going to go for, we're still going to be going for something that we can see, at least in our mind's eye. Um, if I want to be healthy, for example, and I'm not in a healthy space right now, I still need to be able to at least grasp the concept of health. It's something that exists for me as an idea. Unless it exists for me as an idea, I wouldn't even have the thought to do it in the first place. But if I'm not in a space of health, I need to be able to look beyond the, 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 the lack of health situation I'm in to step into a health situation and manifest that outcome. Again, this is what alchemy is. But here's the thing. The process of manifesting a new outcome has components that need to be in place in order for that to happen. One of the things that needs to be in place is the vision of what I want to see. Another thing that needs to be there is the energy required to transform from one form into another. Now, one of the things I love about real manifested science, real magic science, is that it's always based on real things that we can taste, touch, feel. Um, there's nothing in higher or lower levels of experience that don't match where we are at this level of experience. So there's no spiritual concept that doesn't have an anchor in this level of dimension. There's nothing in lower levels of dimension that doesn't have a blueprint at this one. Just as we're experiencing the fruits of blueprints at a higher level of dimension and then get anchored here, the same happens even when we're looking at artificial intelligence, when we're looking at the metaverse, when we're looking at um, virtual reality. They're still blueprinted on things that exist in our three-dimensional reality that then have a counterpart at their level of experience. So when we understand that to be the case, that we are taking an idea, converting that into a goal, an intention or something that we want to manifest, and then understanding that in reality, things need energy, are going to be trans uh, uh, channeling energy in order to move into something else, we need energy to power that goal coming into life, moving from the base metal of what, the base experience of what we are today into the new base experience of what we want to create in our life going forward, whether it's health, abundance, uh, finances, finding your purpose, whatever the thing is. So we need a vision or an idea, a goal, like a, a picture in our mind, and then we need energy 
to move from one form to the other. We also need belief, but I don't really want to touch on the belief piece today. What I really want to talk about is the energy piece. And all of that I've been saying so far is really building up to this idea that everything moving from one form to another is going to be consuming energy in order to make that transformation, make that transition. Going back to what I was saying before about reality being multidimensional, not one dimensional, all of the different experiences that we have and all of the emotional experiences that we have in those different situations are all available energy for us to create the transformation from one state to another. The difficulty that we often face is when we have that expectation that I spoke about earlier, the expectation that's going to be one dimensional, which leads to resentment, resistance and fighting against what is. And so instead of having access to that energy to do something with, we end up actually expending more energy trying to fight what is. Some of you are probably wondering, that's great, Dan, and there's been a lot of theory here, a lot of ideas, a lot of philosophy, but how does this relate to the idea of transmutation? How does this relate to the alchemy stuff that you were talking be about before? And more importantly, how is this of any use to me in my life? Well, here's the thing. Different emotions, which are the signature of different um, levels of energy, different emotions all have different, all have an energy to them, all have an energetic charge that we can use to create. What happens, however, for many of us is we take the energy potential and fight that. We resist it. We get angry because it doesn't look what we like, what we expected or wanted it to look like. When the magic happens, when we take that energy and channel it into creating something new. Again, this is something we go into a lot of depth with at Alchemy of Abundance. But I want to give you something, like I said, at a high level that you can use in your life today to go and make some change. You can come off of this video and have something that actually is different in your life going forward. Something different that you can actually start to, to play with and have an experience of that you can use and actually see an immediate result. And the thing is this. All emotions, which are energy and motion, all emotions, all energy is useful for transformation. All emotions. I didn't say some, I didn't say positive emotions, I didn't even say negative emotions, I said all emotions. You see, the crazy thing is, is that our response to an emotional stimuli creates an experience in our minds that we then project back into our life. What do I mean by that? Someone does something to me, right? I have an emotional response based on what I thought was going to happen or what I didn't want to happen or whatever the thing is. I then have a response to that. That response becomes my mental experience. My mental experience becomes what I project. And then I have the experience of it. So you expect somebody to be polite to you. They are not polite. They instead elect to be rude. You create stories in your mind about the fact that they should respect me. They're supposed to be nice. What happened to social niceties, blah, blah, blah. You then have this whole mental experience. Your day's ruined. Versus, ah, oh, this person is, uh, is being rude. There's a fact. There may or may not be an emotional charge that gets triggered by that. But what I don't do is go off and start making a story about that emotional charge, a story about that experience. I instead do this. I feel the energy and start to play with becoming aware of where it's showing up in my body. And I start to play with what would I do with this if it was a battery with an amount of energy in it? 
what would I do with this emotion if it was something that I could tangibly hold, taste, touch and feel that I could plug something into, if I could plug my dreams into it? Because again, everything that we want to create, everything that we want to take from one base form to another requires a mental image and requires energy to make that transformation. The energy is available to us all day long. Sometimes I would even say from these experiences that we're not that happy about, that we don't really want to have that we then resist, that we fight, that we push away instead of taking the gift of the energy that's inside of it and using it to create something different. Now, again, I'm giving you a 30,000 foot view. Um, this is something we go into much more detail with in Alchemy of Abundance. Where we actually step through how to do this in a bit more detail. But what I want to kind of impress upon you is that the experiences that you're having, right, the emotional charge to um, challenges, uh, the emotional charge around people's behavior, the emotional charge around things not going your way is actually a gift that's available for you to use to plug into what you want to create. It's available for you to do so, because, again, the vision requires an emotional charge. It also requires a belief, but we're not talking about belief today. We're talking about the emotional charge of the vision. The vision requires to be it has to be plugged in. It requires an emotional charge to move from one form to another. What the emotional charge is doesn't matter. What matters is that there is energy accompanying the vision. When energy accompanies the vision, the two come together and start to create the opportunity of a tangible experience of what you want, whether that is, again, health, whether it's relationship, whether it's money. But what we don't do is take the availability of that energy and start to use it. Instead, again, we fight, we resist, we, pu we push away. I said I was going to mention something that I learned from a billionaire a couple of weeks ago. Some of you will know uh, one of the things I do every year is get to hang out with one of my heroes, uh, Sir Richard Branson, on his private island. I was there a few weeks ago and um, I was sitting in a hot tub with him, drinking some champagne. There was a couple of us having a conversation and um, I asked him, I said, oh, Sir Richard, you know, Richie, well, you know, what are you excited about right now? What are you really passionate about? Uh, and, you know, he said, he, he answered and. You know, he turned around and said, hey, what are you passionate about? I was talking to him about my film that's coming out and a couple of other things. And um, and he went on to share that right now, business, the business world as a whole is going through a lot of challenges. A lot of businesses still haven't recovered from what happened in COVID. And what I've actually seen recently is pretty much everyone I know that's in entrepreneurship, that's in business, that's in creating value is facing some kind of challenge in this period of time. It's been a very weird time. I've been experiencing it too. It's been really, really weird. Like the weirdest things have been happening. And yet there are those who come into these weird times, come into these challenging times and thrive from them. And there are those who come into these challenging times and go further down their spiral, spin out and end up losing it. Right? So there's a universal law called the law of rhythm. And the law of rhythm states that nothing is static. It's always moving. Everything moves, swings one way or another. Um, one of my Danisms is the earth will always turn and no night lasts forever. You're never in a perpetual night. The night lasts until the day comes. The day lasts until the night comes. I was watching a, um, a clip on social media and um, Tom Hanks, the actor, was saying, you know, whenever bad things are happening, just remember that the good time has to come at some point. It's a matter of holding the line until the good time comes. 
But he said also, when the good times are coming, remember that the bad times have to come too. Linking this back to what I was saying before, what is it that actually makes a, a situation good or bad? What makes it challenging or not? What makes it a gift or makes it a curse? What makes it a gift, curse, up, down, positive, negative is the stories that we have around, around it. And the stories that we have around it generate emotional charge. Here's the thing. All of us, again, I've said before, life isn't one dimensional. All of us are going to have a multidimensional experience. We're going to have different emotional things that come up with us. The programs are actually leading to those emotional charges being triggered, happen at 10,000 to 10 million times the speed of the conscious mind. You're not going to be able to keep up with the inputs or the triggers and the charges. It's not possible. You don't have the physical computing power. We don't have the mental capacity to keep up with it. But what we do have, and this is the gift, what we do have is the power to be conscious enough to respond from a place of awareness when those situations come up. When we apply that gift, this is what it looks like. It looks like, ah, oh, I'm having a challenging time. Um, the bank's on my back. My customers aren't whatever. My service providers aren't doing whatever the thing is. My whatever the situation is, right? We've got a lot of stuff happening now in the financial markets. A couple of banks closed down. There's going to be more of that, I'm sure of it, because cause and effect, right? But here's the thing. That's freaking amazing. Because the bigger the emotional charge that I have behind something, the more energy that sits behind it, which I can then channel into what I want to create. So here's the wild thing. Because of the law of polarity that says that everything is equal and opposite, the bigger the negative, quote unquote, emotional charge that exists around a thing, the bigger the po positive that's available for me to pull from it. So what this looks like, we actually did an experiment with this in, um, it, at the last in-person event where we had one of the attendees. I had him think of something that was really challenging and really bring that energy up. And then I had him hold the vision of what he wants to create at the height of the emotional charge. Number one, it dissipated everything in terms of the negative emotional charge. And actually, then he was inspired to go and do something around what he wants to create. Now, again, 30,000 foot view, there is more to this. And I do encourage any of you who haven't caught the replay of Alchemy of Abundance. Uh, we are making it available for people to, to purchase, so we'll, we'll do that. Uh, but I want you to understand that when you start to drop the idea and expectation that everything's going to be one-dimensional, number one. Two, when we start taking the energy that does show up and start channeling it consciously versus being unconsciously pulled around and spinning out, we can start to attach the image of what we want to create and plug that power in to actually bring it to life. Anger, fear, anxiety, jealousy, all of these quote unquote negative emotions, if they're charged within you, if you're full of them and you've got a lot of emotion around it, that's great because that's more energy that you can put into what you want to create. What does this also do? This also starts to allow you to be more grateful for things as they come up rather than being resentful about them coming up. Because again, the more energy that's behind it, regardless of the quality of it, the more energy available to create with. That's alchemy. That's transmutation. That's taking something that's challenging, right, the base material of a negative or disempowering situation, seeing what we can't see with our human eyes, looking at the quarks, the zeals, the biopsy, electrons and neutrons, and then allowing the energy that we bring into the situation to organize it as something else, as hell, 
as better finances, as better relationships, as connection with purpose. Again, this is a 30,000 foot view, but this is something that I really, really wanted to impress upon all of you. Nobody doesn't have a crap time at some point, okay? Billionaires I talk to have had challenging times of late. I hang out with some of the most prolific thought leaders and entrepreneurs in the world, and all of them have been saying that this is really weird energy that we've been in of late. But what ends up happening is we start to get, oh my God, this is me, it's because I'm negative, it's because something happened in my past life. It's some... No, it's because it's a multidimensional experience of life. It's because this is what happens in the human experience. We'll have good days, we'll have quote-unquote bad days, we'll have up days, we'll have quote-unquote down days. We will have all of the texture, but if we stop judging the texture for being texture and actually start getting into a position of just taking the energy and channeling back into a focused viewpoint of what we want to create, not only will we have more of what we want in our experience, but we'll have less of the suffering that comes from judging things or expecting them to be anything other than what they are, which is the human experience, which has texture, which has contrast, which has things going on. Nobody's having a perfect time. I was speaking to somebody today, and this is actually one of the things that really inspired me to actually have this conversation with you, because he's been behind the scenes with, you know, the families of some of the most, you know, biggest thought leaders. And we're talking about people who I didn't know that he's seen doing hard drugs, class A drugs, to, to deal with life. You know, and this isn't, I'm, I'm a dad, right? And Lord knows what's going to happen with Ethan when he grows up. But we're talking about kids going in and out of rehab and all of the things. And yet these people are still able to create change in so many people's lives, including, you know, myself for some of the people that were named today. And yet, right, we sit here on the other side of a podcast, the other side of a Facebook live, the other side of an Instagram live or a YouTube video or other side of a book, thinking that the other the person on the other side of it who created that content, who put that book out, has got it all worked out. None of us do. None of us do. We are all just doing our best. Some of us are just more honest about it. And when we start to drop these expectations of perfection and start to just connect to the truth that as humans, we're going to have these different layers of experience. Again, the suffering drops and we can just start to tune into the power, the energy that's available and start using it to create something different. Now, even in the creation of something different, there's probably going to be texture and contrast on the journey. And even creating something new doesn't mean that there's not going to be contrast and tension and, and all the other good yummy stuff and polarity on the other side of that too. It's going to be there because that's the human experience. But when we drop those judgments, when we drop those expectations and just start channeling consciously, then life becomes a different kind of game. Much love. Keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.